When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome once again, everybody, to Blockbuster Mentality, the podcast where actors, filmmakers, critics, and content creators come on to dissect a favorite film of theirs. I'm your host, Ben. Today, once again, we had a lot of fun talking a movie with a guest. Hey, what do you know? It's the podcast that does that. Uh, Today, we had on from the Open Mic Podcast with Brett Allen... Brett Allen, and it was a great discussion on the 1996 film The Rock, starring Nick Cage, Sean Connery, and directed by Michael Bay. If you have not seen the film, we give a lot of spoilers, but even if you hear the spoilers, it's still a great film to watch and revisit, and it's uh, we had a lot of fun. We talked about his podcast, about how he started, everything like that, and then it was uh, great to get his perspective on the film. This dude knows his movies, so it was great to, to hear from him. So I really hope you enjoy this conversation with Brett Allen. Uh, real quick, if you haven't, Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes or your favorite podcast platform. Please give us ratings and reviews. That helps us out a lot. And I really hope uh, you enjoy this episode. Here's our conversation with Brett Allen. So, uh, Brett, how long have you uh, been in the podcasting game? Oh, well, I've been podcasting for a little over two years. Um, I took a break for a while and actually started back up again when the pandemic started because I was home all the time. And so I took a little bit of a break. It's a bit of a long story, but I essentially just burnt out and I needed to stop for a little bit. So anybody listening who's a podcaster, you know that sometimes it can just get to be a lot. And so I took a break, uh, the pandemic hit, and I geared back up again. And I've been going nonstop uh, since, putting out content, interviewing, and uh, connecting with great people like yourself. And just really, I think what I missed the first time was just community and support, I think is really what uh, kind of was the piece that I was missing, so to speak. And so that's made a big difference uh, for me uh, in regards to podcasting. So so to answer your question, just a little over two and a half years, give or take. Yeah, and that's awesome that you're able to get these guests you've been getting, you know, just after two years of doing it. But yeah, with the burnt out stuff, man, yeah, that I, I, I'm definitely familiar with that. It's, uh, you know, you, you can push yourself too hard, you know, especially for, you know, when this is just kind of like a side hustle or side gig, when you got a day job, stuff like that, like it's just 
sometimes it could just be too much, but hundred percent. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'm glad you uh, are able to come on today and uh, talk some movies, uh, which uh, we're going to talk the rock from 1996. I think this might be our first Michael Bay movie we're doing. So (laughs) yeah, Michael Bay, Don Simpson, Jerry Buckheimer, dude, an iconic trio of movie makers, hundred percent. Just the best. Absolutely. And so are you, I mean, it seems like you're quite a, quite a big movie fan and you. Oh yeah. I, I've, I mean, I love movies. Um, I mean, that's part of why I changed my podcast format into an interview show, but yeah, I mean, these movies, this movie in particular is great because it came out about three years after I graduated high school and it's like a love letter to my generation, Generation X, and kind of a Top Gun sort of film for for my genre. I mean, Top Gun came out in the late '80s, which is obviously a whole other conversation. But this movie, yeah, I mean, I love anything that those three guys can do. Obviously, you know, rest in peace, Don Simpson, but Bay and Bruckheimer, they just, you know fantastic um but i i love movies and i'm just super excited <laughs> i don't get to talk about stuff like this all too often so yeah no that's what's that's uh, an interview it's from an interviewer's side so this is fun for me <laughs> yeah exactly that's what you know we try to have people on to you know not do the typical interview you know come on we'll you know talk a little bit about what they do but the the purpose of the show is to get get their take on a movie so you know i'm glad you're excited about it and you know it's yeah it's it's an exciting exciting movie uh i mean i'm not you know i'm not the biggest uh you know mike i'm dave would uh my co-host uh who obviously couldn't make it tonight but um you know he would call me probably a film snob but i do love a good action (laughs) movie (laughs) i do i do love you know some action here and there Uh, i think michael bay's earlier years are are better like like this sure you know uh you know he kind of just fell in love with explosions that's like the cliche now with him um but but yeah this it was fun to dive into the or you know to get into this again and i want to say i i saw like the tv version for the first time when i first saw it i think i was like watching it with my, my dad or something um and then so like and i think i've mostly seen the tv version so watching it watching it this time around it was fun to you know hear sean connery drop some f-bombs and you know all the all the silly stuff the silly dialogue <laughs> yeah yeah i saw it in the theaters when it came out the opening night um, because of the fact I knew sort of what it was going to be about. Um, and, and I like it too, especially now that I live in the Bay area and I've been to a lot of the filming locations just in passing cause it's all right here. And, um, yeah, I think these definitely the early years for Michael Bay, um, you know, kind of when he was still young and fresh, he'd done other things before this, but when you start getting into other films that he's done, it's it can be kind of one note, I guess you could say. But I think this one was just so exciting and fun. And just watching it again uh, before our conversation was just it's it's a cool movie. I like it. It's it's just full of a lot of fun things, a lot of, you know, one liners and just the, the cast itself. 
I didn't realize how many actors were in this movie. I know. Yeah, it's insane. Yeah, I was just seeing so many like actors you see like in everything pop up. Like I saw, uh, what's his name? He was uh, Tuco in Breaking Bad. Yeah. He was, in, <laughs> he was in this. It was interesting seeing him in you know this type of Bokeem role. Bokeem Woodbine, like all the military guys, the Marines, there's probably you know, some Marvel guys in there. Like, it's just insane. Um, the the cavalcade of people that were in this film, insane. Yeah, just insane. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, uh, it's yeah, quite, quite the cast that, uh, you know, and definitely very, very 90s cast, you know, the people we've seen throughout the, throughout the 90s and everything. Now, yeah, so the film, you know, kind of starts off with uh, Ed Harris, kind of uh we don't really you know what's going on it's like a military funeral you know type of thing and you know he's talking to his wife's uh, grave and you know he says he's gonna you know make things right or something like that and uh he kind yeah. of uh <laughs> goes uh, takes that uh, a little a little drastic i guess you could say <laughs> oh yeah i mean to be honest like well, watching the film, there's like a part of me that goes, okay, like this could potentially happen, something like this in a scenario. But then it's like, to the extent of what he's doing, you know, avenging his fellow fallen soldiers who were not properly recognized, buried, money given to uh, for fighting over in Desert Storm kind of is what sort of drives him initially. And he's like, I had to wait until you died before I did this, which was like, okay, come on, you know, really? Like you had to do this. But conceptually, he's he's on a mission to honor his fellow soldiers, you know, that were under his command or, or whatever. And yeah, it's, it's kind of like it gets you amped up um, from the beginning and gets the juices going and saying, okay, well, the, it's going to hit the fan here very soon. <laughs> right. <laughs> so buckle up, buckle up. Exactly. And I love, yeah, how it has that, you know, cl- classic, you know, action movie beginning with the the villain getting ready to do what he's going to do and, you know, kind of get a little bit of his motivation. But yeah, like you said, you know, it's kind of uh avenging his uh his lost soldiers but like in the wrong way like there's the you know sean connery line later on in the movie way late in the movie where he says you know uh, so you're gonna avenge these soldiers but then kill a million people like what that's that's a trade-off yeah so yeah there's definitely yeah but there's also yeah these themes of you know uh, the uh, you know, cons- conspiracy themes, things like that of, of, you know, the inside information that, you know, the American public doesn't know about, about, you know, that Ed Harris is all about, you know, there's, there's other information, you know, at hand here that, uh, that, uh, there's more, more goes on than what, uh, than what is shown to us. And I think they, they definitely touch on that a lot <laughs> yes. in, in this movie. Uh, cause I, I still, even watching this, like I still, don't really like I love Sean Connery in this and I love he's badass you know he's super awesome but I still don't really know why he's so great like he was a British operative or whatever but like <laughs> they they don't really explain much in regards to that like no <laughs> no they don't it's kind of like 
let's go find this guy who has all of these government secrets that you find out about. And they pick him because he was on Alcatraz and escaped. So it's like, let's go to this guy uh, because he's the one that's going to be our savior to go on. And yeah, but I think the thing that's fun about it is he's kind of like, at the time, you know, one of the bigger names in the movie um, outside of Ed Harris. Nicolas Cage had been around for a while. I was still kind of on a, a, a trajectory of of acting, you know? Um, yeah, I think this Sean, was right after, sorry, yeah, I think this was close after his Oscar for leaving Las Vegas, I think. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. So, so it's kind of like a big name at this point, but you've got Conry, who, of course, was Bond forever, and then Ed Harris, you know, he's always a safe bet. Um, and then kind of the tertiary cast of, you know, government officials and and that sort of thing, and Really, there's just kind of a well-rounded situation. But yeah, they they don't really tell you much. And then all of a sudden, he's released from prison and now can, um, you know, run free and do these things. And then he what he escapes and goes to see his daughter. Like, there's this badass car chase through downtown San Francisco. And I've driven through that city and... It's like, no, it's just, it's funny, but yeah, I get it. It's kind of like, all right, Sean Connery, you know, interesting choice, but he kind of adds some flavor to it. Uh, yeah, definitely. And yeah, I, I was reading a little bit of uh, trivia on IMDb here, and I guess it was such a pain in the ass to film that, uh, film that car chase scene just because like to block, you know, get two blocks, you know, blocked off for one scene was such a pain. Like it was just insane to try to do that. But we did get a glimpse at, you know, gone in 60 seconds, I'd say, you know, Nicolas Cage in the, in totally. the, <laughs> that was uh, definitely, I felt like there were foreshadowing there, you know? Um, yeah. And, <laughs> I also, I saw a theory that said, uh, you know, people theorize that uh, he's the, Sean Connery's the older version of of James Bond. That theory was uh, going around. You know, he was he's actually that character, but older now. But you know, just people having fun online, I guess. But <laughs> yeah, I could see that. I mean, you never know with a director how they're influenced. I think there was some influence from the Goonies in there. You know, when they're on the train car and the train car is going down and escapes. You know, and they lose control of it, and then it hits the end, and then he goes flying off. Yeah, but it was, I had read that as well, but yeah, I could see that a little bit. That that would make sense for sure. Yeah, but I, I love how he's introduced. So cool. Like, you you know, you're hearing stories a little bit about him, and then you see him. He's got this long <laughs> hair, and, you know, just looks so disheveled, but scary, you know, kind of like you know, who is this madman? And, uh, yeah, I love, you know, when they get into the in- interrogation room, you know, with, uh, <laughs> well, first with the, another actor I see everywhere, the first F- FBI agent with the mustache, um, forget what's, uh, the main movie I remember him from, but anyway, he, he's been in a lot of stuff. Yeah. yeah I know you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. You said it earlier. I think w- William Forsyth. Yeah. Um, William Forsyth. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. He goes in, he's, you know, uh, 
Sean Connery doesn't give him the time of day. And then they have Nicolas Cage go in there and Nicolas Cage is just giving him whatever he wants. He's like, oh, yeah, 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 we'll get you a hotel. You know, just go ahead and sign this. And <laughs> Can we know, get a cup of coffee in here, please? You know, just trying. To- <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but, I mean, what are your thoughts on Nick Cage as a whole? I mean, I know we touched on it a little, but yeah, like you said, he was kind of in his almost his prime at this point. But I, I mean, are you a Nicolas Cage guy, would you say? A Nicolas Cage fan? I like some of his movies. I like Gone in 60 Seconds. I like... The Rock. There's a couple other movies that he's done. Uh, Leaving Las Vegas was a great film. Snake Eyes is another good one. Um, there's another film that he's in with Julianne Moore uh, where he can predict the future by like 30 seconds. Oh, I, I yeah. yeah. I, can't I can't think of the name of the movie, but yeah, yeah I mean, I would say his movies are are kind of hit or miss, I think. They obviously, we've got Face Off with uh, John. Oh, Travolta. that's another one of my favorite John Woo. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. I want to take your face off. <laughs> I think, you know, it's just like, um, yeah, like those kind of movies. When he does the um, big Hollywood budget, like smash em up explosion type movies, I think he does really good. I wasn't a fan of Ghost Rider. Um, but I do like him. I would say overall, you know, I, I like when he's in things. Um, but I think what makes him so good in, in these types of movies is maybe the writers, the directors, other people. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The cast with. So I think, you know, when you start putting those elements together, I like some of his movies. But Face Off, definitely, I would say for sure. Yeah. Another, you know. John Woo, those guys, all of those. Again, that's another Don Simpson, Jerry Bruckheimer production. You know, so I think in that genre of movies between the late 80s and mid to, late to mid 90s, I think was probably, again, when he was at his prime, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm looking at his IMDb right here. He had. Uh, yeah, leaving Las Vegas was right before The Rock. Then he had Con Air. Then he had. Oh yeah, I forgot about yeah, that. Me that too. was a good one. Yeah, and then he had Face Off right after that. And then you know it's a you know more of a romantic movie. But City of Angels was after that. That got a lot of you know. I forgot I, about that yeah, one too. But, you know, not your typical uh, Cage movie. But yeah, that one. Um, yeah. So yeah, he he was he was in a lot in 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 the nineties. And then uh, I'm looking here like the last like. 10 years he's in like 50 movies like it's it's insane yeah i don't it's like a wesley snipes it's like this guy make movies every weekend i mean right what's, yeah what's the deal? I, I heard he did go through some uh money problems and you know so i think it. i think it was a necessity to to, to do so so but but yeah pay he's, rent so he, let's make another movie yep. that we can shoot in a week exactly you know that's <laughs> subpar at best right where i can you know yell my crazy lines and you know make my crazy facial expressions so <laughs> and, and i'm looking here he's actually i forgot he's playing joe exotic in the uh tiger king <laughs> mo- uh i guess it's a series tv mini series so oh, <laughs> that should be interesting <laughs> but it, <laughs> insane. yeah but uh but yeah yeah nicholas cage yeah he plays a ke- chemist kind of guy in this movie you know just an office for the fbi but he you know classic you know office guy gets put in the field and has to has to manage uh that that uh 
well, first of all, that my mind's going all over the place now. I'm thinking of all these things. Uh, the um, beginning when Ed Harris, you know, they first get those green orb things. I don't even know what they are. Um, when the one one breaks and, you know, they leave the guy behind and he starts like melting and stuff. That was Yeah, the serum gas. Serum, yeah. Was. Yeah. That was pretty nasty. Uh, crazy visuals there. Um, and then, yeah, the the scene where they get a package at the FBI station and, and Nick Cage and his partner have to go through it and the baby releases the gas. That was a high high tension moment, you know. Um, yeah, he's like, what are you doing? Put it down, put it down. It's like, and I have a friend, she is retired FBI and uh, she does... She has a book out about movies and what's real and what's not real. And she was telling me that in this particular movie, like to postulate the fact that a, a lab scientist for the FBI, bioterrorism scientists would go out into the field and do a full on assault is wouldn't happen at all. There, it wouldn't even be handled by that department. It would be like a consult thing. Right. So, but how? Like, no, I was gonna say, but how often are there, you know, villains with nuclear warheads that are gonna destroy a city? <laughs> you know, that uh, San Francisco well, of all places, right? Exactly. Right? And it's like, no, 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 no. Come on. <laughs> but um, it makes for good film right i mean entertaining right, yeah. for sure but very convenient that his daughter lives there and very convenient that nick cage's girlfriend flies in so they have motivation to to save it you know you got to write that in <laughs> especially because she's pregnant we find out you know so they they yes. keep adding these little little things you even get the little uh, foreshadowing with the he's got to stab the uh syringe in his heart which i still don't get like what well, is that like a, a antidote to the yeah it's like a antidote yeah Yeah. so like chemical warfare like if you're in the military and you get exposed to gas i i think now i don't necessarily know that that would be the route that they would do but yeah i mean essentially it they are real uh epi pens you know and it goes straight into your heart it doesn't cause any kind of damage it doesn't even break the wall it just goes in far enough to essentially pump whatever serum it is into your bloodstream to help you. But, um, you know, it's funny because like in that first part, it's like, oh, wow. And then at the end, he's got it in his pocket and, and everything's exploding and he's flipping and rolling around. Right. <laughs> no damage at all. And then he puts it in the guy's mouth and smashes it shut. And then it's like, okay, well, it's, it's a little corny in my estimation, but it's funny. Yeah, exactly. There, there is a lot of cheese in this movie. There, you yeah, know, there's that's cool. Yeah, exactly. Like it's, I, I expect this. Like if a movie came out today and was doing that, and but like not like tongue in cheek. You'd be like, all right, this is so cor- too corny yeah, to watch. Yeah. But like when you're watching these older action movies, it's like you, <laughs> you, you res- you'd like enjoy it. You know, it's it's, it's you know it's, it's part of uh, yeah, it's reminiscing and you know exactly like you said a lot a lot of fun a lot of fun. So. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, they have the glass breaks so easy at the beginning. But yeah, he's able to run around, roll around, you know, all that. So <laughs> no big deal. Nothing um, like nothing ever happened. Yeah, exactly. Uh, have you have you been to Alcatraz living in the Bay Area? I have. I visited. It's cool. Yeah. It's kind of a one note thing. Um, it's probably one of the most attended tourist attractions in the area. 
It's about a hundred bucks to go get on a boat and spend a couple hours there. But yeah, I mean, you can go there and they do a lot of, they talk about, you know, the movie that when it was filmed there, that a lot of the actors lived on the island in trailers on the other side. And, uh, you know, it took them about a month and a half to film that movie. Yeah, I mean, you can, you know, it's very iconic. And some of the stuff they built, uh, there's a soundstage in Moran County where they did some of the filming. But as far as like the movie itself, they filmed the external and a lot of some of the internal stuff on the island. But a lot of the stuff where you see exploding and that sort of thing, they filmed other places as well. So it was filmed in two different spots. But yeah, it's a cool place to go visit. Um, it's fun to go at night. That's really when the time oh, is yeah, to go sure. because it's all lit up. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's pretty iconic for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I definitely would like to visit it at least. But yeah, I'm sure it's, yeah, just you go once. I'm sure that's enough. <laughs> to yeah, do that. it's kind of like, all right, that was cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I mean, it's it, uh, like you said earlier, um, you know, get a guy who escaped from the prison to show you around the prison because, uh, you know, there, there isn't anybody else alive that no, know, knows any thing you know they have blueprints there but obviously not blueprints to everything you know they don't, they don't... <laughs> yeah, not not enough to uh take down a bunch of military terrorists yeah <laughs> exactly um so you know you got ed harris you know he gives the ultimatum to to the to the government you know basically saying we need a hundred million dollars uh and then i never want to you know we'll never step in U.S. soil again, blah, blah, blah. Each of you will get a million dollars, you know, given that whole, whole spiel. Um, but, uh, but yeah, you, you, you sense uh, uh, conflict in, in Ed Harris throughout the movie uh, more so as it goes on, especially that shootout when they first get there, yeah. um, you know, where the uh, SEAL team, you know, gets above the sewer and, you know, it's like a standoff and Ed Harris, he, do, he doesn't want anything to happen. Like he, he doesn't want anyone to die like he's but yet he's threatening to you know uh explode or you know detonate a bomb on uh, a city but you know as he says that you know towards the end that it was a bluff they called their bluff and you know that's that so i mean but yeah you get that sense uh that there is good in him <laughs> like darth vader you know yeah so. <laughs> yeah i think any type of movie where you have a bad person a bad guy or whatever i think there's always some sort of humanity uh, that drives them to where they are. And of course, you know, good villain, good. Yeah, villains. He, yeah. He doesn't want that to happen. That's right. not really what he's going for. And he's hoping that he can bluff, but then he realizes that he can't. And yeah, chaos ensues. Exactly. I love also the, uh, you know, the scene where, you know, he gets his haircut and shave and he's talking to that Womack guy who ripped up the paper, that Womack. Nicolas Cage, Womacker. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah. I'm surprised there's been no uh, Sean Connery impressions yet. This is uh, <laughs> surprising, but thank you for <laughs> giving the first one. <laughs> um, now, who was it? Uh, Ask what your mother said, Trebek from uh, <laughs> yeah. Saturday Night Live. Yeah. Daryl Hammond played. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the penis mightier. <laughs> uh, classic. <laughs> yes, yes. 
Um, <laughs> but yeah, he gets, you know, a shower and a shave and he's telling, you know, wants Womack to basically give him assurance that he will be released after this. He's a shake on it. And he's got like that, uh, that rope from the, from the shower that he got, like the clothesline and just, you know, just dangles him by the arm uh, from, from a building, you know, the 60 year old guy is able to hold him, you know, with that force you know and that rope is able to hold that guy just by the wrist that was fun fun little scene <laughs> uh real quick uh looks like we got a couple twitter responses i asked uh, for people to give their thoughts our buddy dan franco uh who's been a guest multiple times on the show he said just rewatched this a month or so ago introduced my 15 year old to it still, nice yeah still love this movie still enjoyable i think it holds up fairly well yeah i'd say it holds up fairly well too yeah oh yeah i mean it's it's one of those movies that was just done really well huge budget and it's filmed in a cool city it's got a good story to it it's it definitely is suspended reality in that sense yeah i mean it holds up all of those movies from that time you know from the 90s on broken arrow you know face off all of those films just are classic, iconic action films. And I, 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 as much as I like movies today, I just don't think that the way that they're made now, you know, I was interviewing uh, Jake Busey a couple months ago and we were talking about the fact of how movies were made when he started, when he was doing like you know, uh, Enemy of the State and Contact, you know, these Ridley Scott films and explosions and helicopters. And you're like, we're making a movie. And now it's a lot of it's like CGI, computer, you know, how can we make the best bang for our buck and still make it look cool? And you can tell that, you know, they just went all out on this particular movie and it it does it holds up 100%. It's just as good now um as it was 15 20 years ago when it came out or maybe longer. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And uh yeah, Jake Busey, we actually just did contact uh, the, uh, a couple months ago as well. That was that was fun. He's got a he's he's quite the character in that in that movie. Yeah. <laughs> uh Steve from Everything I Learned from Movies podcast uh just quoted winners go home and f the prom queen. Uh so <laughs> that's, that's Carla like, was the prom queen. <laughs> uh losers give their best. Oh, I love, love that line. Great He's line. Like, You're going to do your best. Your best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Losers get the best. Oh, Winners man. the problem. Carla was the problem. <laughs> um, and then, let's see. It looks like someone else might have quoted the stale popcorn podcast. Words do not exist in the vernacular to describe just how great this film is. So here's a gif of Nick Cage. And it's Nick Cage with a lot of... Uh, sparkliness around him and flowers. So there Funny. you go. <laughs> um, what do you think? Uh, do you think? Do you think a uh, smashed up uh, quarter could uh, slice through glass so you could elbow it? Broken. Do you, Do you think? Do you think that's plausible when uh, Sean Connery does that in the interrogation room? No. I don't <laughs> think so. 
that's just movie magic right there. <laughs> Candy glass. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, there's just so many things like, you know, where they have my friend who she's a retired FBI agent, 29, 30 plus years, and we talked about movies and stuff. You know, there's just like they have these consultants sometimes, but like this, I don't think that. No, I don't think that would be possible at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I, and, and I don't, I don't know exact. I mean, I guess Womack. it gave it. A, <laughs> I, I guess it gave it a little Monster. bit of a sharper edge, like because I was wondering, like, what does smashing it with the chair really do? Like, is it really going to help uh, that just, much? I think, but yeah, you know. <laughs> I think they were just showing that. This guy is capable of doing yeah. something. And, you know, some person probably had an idea and said, let's try this. And, I mean, it looks cool. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it will. Well, his head through. Womack. <laughs> that's the point. You know, you know? It's, it's, it's just, it's got to yeah, look cool. And, and like, it does. It does. You know, it's like, leave it alone, people. Jeez, <laughs> why'd you bring it up? <laughs> but, yeah, then you, you got to have your... Uh, explosions that uh, the trolley just runs into a car huge explosion i don't think that would happen but hey you know michael bay loves explosions what are you gonna do it's gonna happen it's it's inevitable he is he's actually created his own thing called the bay crusher i don't know if you know this where it's designed to film those types of scenes where they're chasing cars or watching things explode the bay crusher and uh, he's actually known for creating this type of filming, you know, like when he's doing the Bad Boys movies or Transformer movies, you know, the guy knows he's the master of disaster. He's like another Roland Emmerich as far as like creating movies. You know, Roland Emmerich is more like, you know, world natural disasters, you know, all these movies the core i mean crazy movies but yeah i mean you know what you're gonna get when you go see a michael bay movie 100 percent. right definitely yeah it's uh yeah if you're if you're if you're going into it thinking like oh maybe this time he'll do something different eh, no I, he's not <laughs> he's not not so much not so much <laughs> we find out that uh sean connery or mason is his character's name john mason he was imprisoned because he was able to steal confidential records that showed like that they, you know, in, in this movie world, there, there in fact was an alien landing uh, in Roswell. They, they said um, the truth about the JFK assassination. So he had all this information uh, that he stole. So, you know, all right, let's just lock them up for 30 years, you know, and uh, without yeah, cause, no. by the way, because they could never prove anything. So he's right, wrongfully yeah. imprisoned <laughs> right. without a trial. Yep. And yeah. <laughs> just keep pushing back the trial. Just keeping it. And I love how they say like, keep him locked up. Yeah. We, we asked, we, we asked the Brit, you know, the, the, the Brits, but you know, they, they said they don't know him. So the, the British people were just like, I don't know. We, we don't know. We don't know him. Um, you know, they weren't even, uh, they weren't even trying to come save him. But yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> I liked to the end when they went to look for him and on the phone, what happened to him? He was killed. And then the other one, Forsyth, oh, where's his body? I want to see the bastard, you know, vaporized. Can that, can a body vaporize? Yeah, yeah, a body can vaporize. You know, like, I, I think it's cool that they let him go, 
you know, like you kind of knew that was going to happen a little bit, but it just, I love the cinematography. I love the music. Right. Um, I love, it's just a beautiful film. Um, I don't think it's one that they could remake today. I don't know why they would even think about doing that because they're doing so many remakes right now. But, um, you know, I think at the end of the day, it was fun. I enjoyed yeah. it. You know, it was just, the whole movie is great. You know, him, uh, I th- you know, he paid $600 for a Beatle record. I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> well, um, well, yeah, that's, I, I love how they touch on that. Like he's like a music fan and then they really never go back to it again. But then, you know, you do have that Elton John line, like, oh, do you, do you like Elton John? You know, you like the rocket man. Cause you are the rocket man. And <laughs> I don't listen to soft shit. <laughs> Tony Todd. Yep. <laughs> Classic one-liner, you know, before the kill, you know, the, <laughs> you are the rocket man. And yeah, just, uh, it destroys him. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's, what'd you think of the little temple of doom style cart race thing? Uh, what, oh, what, yeah. <laughs> totally legit. 100%. I mean, that's, that's gonna happen. You know, uh, why Alcatraz has something like that. They I don't. don't. <laughs> that's the thing. Like they, don't there's nothing there's no mine shaft underneath right <laughs> yeah you know like they that a lot of that is just all added obviously right. but why not why would it not have a mine shaft you know yeah <laughs> like uh some of some of the it's it's surprising to me actually that they filmed this on the island i mean obviously a lot of it was you know sets but uh a lot of it was filmed on the island but kind of unnecessarily because Again, I mean, I, I I could see going to it for some, you know, a couple of the scenes like, you know, showing the jail cells when they're first, you know, the hostages are getting locked up. Yeah, that was um, actually filmed because I a comedian that I interviewed, Linnell, who's in that movie and she's in the scene. She said, you don't have a gun. Everybody has a gun. If I knew that was going to happen, I would have brought my own effing gun. Oh, that you was know? her. <laughs> yeah, that's Lunell. And she we talked about that when I interviewed her. But yeah, like a lot of it was filmed there. But then a lot of it was filmed up in Marin County okay. uh, at the film studios there where they do movies. Right. But yeah. I mean, what what a perfect setting, you know, than Alcatraz Island. I mean, it's just iconic. Definitely. Have you ever uh, seen Escape from Alcatraz? I have. Yes. Yeah. Good. Good classic Clint Eastwood uh, movie. I, I, I don't know why it stuck out to me, but yeah, watching, you know, when... Um, they're both trapped in the cells towards the end of the movie. Once they get captured, yeah, uh, and he like throws you see, the rope. yeah, you, you see the, but you see like the vents, like that's where you know they escape and escape from Alcatraz when they're like chipping away at the, at the stucco, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, uh, I don't know for some reason the vents like stuck. I was like, oh, I recognize those vents. Um, oh, oh, got another tweet here. Uh, it was a shit show. That's their Twitter handle. <laughs> um, supreme, uh, supremely well directed action flick. Probably one of the best ever made. That's right. Michael Bay knocks this one out of the park. Uh, yeah, he, he does. It is a classic action film. It is, yeah, it's just you can't you're you can't get bored watching this it's it's entertainment no. yeah it's it's full one of on the best action movies i don't know yeah. maybe <laughs> one of michael bay's best i know yeah i, know I would that. say one of his one of his best i think yeah in regards to everything that he's done so far 
Actually, uh, it's Michael Bagford brings up a good point. He says Nick Cage might have started the vinyl coming back into style thing. This was back in 96, you know, and maybe yeah, yeah. The, the vinyl, you know, started coming back a little. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a good point. Maybe maybe he did. So, you know, Touché. You, you never know. You never know. Um, but yeah, one one bomb does go does go out. So they do initiate a bomb. You know, Ed Harris reluctantly says, all right, fire, because his guys are getting they're getting, uh, you know, trigger happy. They're getting anxious. Like, are we going to do this? What's going on? and he he does give the order to to fire the bomb uh and it's going towards the stadium uh at the but at the very last second ed harris put types in the computer to abort and that's when uh kind of a mutiny forms against him and that's uh yeah that's kind of the old candlestick park which is no longer oh kind of cool yeah candlestick yeah where the Giants and the Niners used to play. Oh, okay. So we got some uh, Bay Area knowledge for you folks. Football on right now at the time of this recording. For first game of the season, Chiefs and Texans. So <laughs> crazy. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it is crazy. Um, and then, so yeah, I mean, we got that standoff at the end with Ed Harris and everything. Uh, you know, uh, you, you think what's his name morse the actor's name um but anyways like his right hand man like is behind him you think he's like turning on ed harris but he fires at the other guy instead and uh and yeah that's kind of when uh ed harris gets shot and he's able to tell him uh nick cage and and uh uh sean connery where the last rocket is and you know that's that's how nick cage saves the day you know and then he comes out with the torches at the end Yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. That I love that shot you were saying about the cinematography. That's uh, definitely an iconic. Green shot smoke. Right green there. smoke. We have green smoke. Abort. 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 It's too late. Yet. Yep. <laughs> so one one bomb does does hit, but luckily does not hit does not hit the fortress. That's why you were able to visit it because it you know it. it yeah. Was not otherwise, bombs. it would be completely gone. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> so I'm I'm glad for your sake you were able to still see it, <laughs> but. But yeah, but yeah, like you were saying too, I like how he, you know, says like he's dead and stuff and, you know, he's vaporized, kind of goes back to when he's, you know, uh, with his daughter, you know, he says, all right, hey, we got a mission, we got to go because he doesn't want his daughter to know that, you know, he's he's a prisoner for them. Uh, So that was noble of Nick Cage. And then then the last thing that Sean Connery. Yeah. Uh the last thing that uh Sean Connery gives to him is uh he, he doesn't tell him to go to Maui, tells him to go to Kansas. Right leg of the pew, I forget exactly what it was, but <laughs> but you know, he gives him kind of uh coordinates, I guess you could say, of where exactly this uh Zapruder film or whatever. Yep, yep. And that's where, yeah, Nick Cage is looking at it with the magnifying glass. And, you know, he's like, you want to know who killed JFK? <laughs> and that's that's where the movie ends. It's, uh, you know, ends on a, a light note. And, uh, yeah, everyone everyone lives happily ever after. And then in the next movie, we find out who killed JFK in the sequel. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> not so much unfortunately but but yeah i mean that's that's the rock i think uh yeah it's it definitely holds up definitely a film if you haven't seen it we just gave it all away but still a fun watch even if you know what's going to happen top six podcast said uh top six alcatraz movie <laughs> yeah i would hope so i mean i, I don't know uh, <laughs> how many there are out there so yeah i, w- I would say it's I the top know. six alcatraz movie sure uh, that'll float (laughs) yeah that'll that'll work that'll work (laughs) appreciate all your tweets um and uh so brett where when do you release your podcast what what days do they come out what's uh, Uh, it's random random once a week twice a week just when i feel like i'm ready to release i try and get enough mileage out of my guests that i can so every week every couple days just depends but yeah fairly regularly it's all available on all the podcast platforms the open mic podcast with brett allen the open mic podcast dot show is the website in at brett's open mic on social media brett it's been an absolute pleasure getting to dive deep into one of these classic action movies with you so glad you chose it uh any 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 other thoughts on the film it's a great movie. It's only three bucks on Amazon Prime, so rent it. Yeah. What are you guys waiting for? Come on. And it's probably in like a $5 Walmart bin somewhere. Oh, uh, on Blu-ray I, even, too. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> exactly. Black exactly. on Blu-ray was a thing. <laughs> exactly. Well, it's been great talking to you, man. Thanks for having me, Benjamin. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me here. there you have it Uh, again you can find brett allen on the major podcast platforms the open mic podcast with brett allen all the social medias he just mentioned and yeah i hope you guys enjoyed that conversation it was a lot of fun revisiting this 1996 action flick sean connery's the man nick cage was the man i hope he you know comes back i hope he makes a comeback but we'll see but i hope you guys enjoyed the episode i don't know how many times i'm gonna say that but i really do i hope you do and again rate us review us on itunes we would really really appreciate it It helps us out a lot we got a lot of exciting guests on the horizon so be sure to be on the lookout and follow our twitter page at blockbuster cast that's where you get all our updates But that is it for us. I'm Ben, and as always, grab some popcorn, grab some snacks. We'll catch you guys at the movie.